Hello, my loves, and welcome to another episode of Cocktail Conversations with Shannon. I'm your host, Shannon, and listen, a lot's been going on this week. Uh, Some of it's important, some of it's fun, some of it's not important, some of it I'm going to make fun, but (laughs) I have a lot that I want to cover. And uh, unless you've been living under a rock for the last few years, I think we have something to celebrate today, and that is Britney is free, or closer to free, on her way to freedom. Uh, Britney Spears, as most of us know, by now has been under a legal conservatorship by her father for over a decade now. And recently, there's been concern that it is not all honky-dory, it is not smooth, it is not right for her. Um, And she went to court a few months ago, well, Zoom court, a few months ago, And stated clearly that she wanted out, that the conservatorship was limiting her freedom as a woman, as an adult. Um, She was not permitted to get married to her long-term boyfriend. She was not permitted to have any other children. She's not in charge of any parts of her money. She has to ask to go to Starbucks to get her nails done. Um, But who's in charge of her money? Her dad, who was paying himself a salary, paying an attorney salaries, and basically everybody he wanted to keep things in charge. And so Brittany deserves her freedom as a functioning adult. Um, And as of today, her father has officially resigned as the conservator of both her body and her estate. Uh, He says he's going to stay on to help with a transition for her to have a new legal conservator. But uh, technically, she is free. So free free of her dad. She's still under conservatorship. So... Uh, kudos to Britney Spears. We are looking forward to seeing how she's going to live her life now. Um, she's also my birthday twin, so I feel a slight kinship with, with Miss Spears, right? We're both December 2nd babies. Let me tell you something. This is scary for any and every one of us who, um, if you live long enough, as my grandmama used to say, that's something that you need to think about. Conservatorships are supposed to be for people that it's not supposed to last this long. That's the first thing. It is supposed to be for people that are severely mentally disabled or severely uh, incapacitated, like power of attorney, but stronger. Um, And it, it seems to be an LA or California thing as well. But it is not meant to be for a person like Britney Spears. I know that when she had that meltdown, and if you haven't watched that documentary on Hulu, I do suggest that you do so, but she had that meltdown. There was a concern about her health, and there was a concern about the company she was keeping, particularly a guy named Sam Lufty. And her parents um, supposedly did like an intervention and came in and, and wanted her to be checked for her mental health, and that's when her father, Jamie Spears, filed for this conservatorship. There's a podcast out right now. I think it's called Toxic um, with the girls who had that like Britney's Instagram page that they were watching everything she did. They were sort of the ones that drew attention like, hmm, something's not right. But so it, it sheds a lot more light on that time period and that Britney was going through some some challenges, but not in my opinion, you know, I'm not a real expert. I'm just a fakey on, on a podcast, right? So I, I have a degree that's completely unrelated to what I'm talking about, just like my mentor, Yama. Um, <laughs> she was having men- mental health challenges, but it did not seem to warrant the extreme nature of the conservatorship that she got. I don't know how Jamie Spears really pulled this off. I don't know who was in what pocket and how it made sense, 
but it just never seemed right. She was never even able to get her own uh, attorney. She was never able to choose who represented her in any shape or form. Everybody represented Jamie in her life. Um, and so it's scary to me that a person who had one bad mental health episode could have all of their personal freedoms taken away. Um, and if it'll, you know, if it'll happen to someone as rich and as powerful and as well-known and as popular as Britney Spears, all eyes are on her, her daddy was able to do this. It just kind of shakes me up to think who else could do that to us? Um, there was a, a real popular movie on Netflix that came out and I hated the sucker called I Care. I think it's called I Care A Lot. And um, it was about a woman who was basically just taking over the lives of elderly people without their consent, without their family members' consent, that legally she was able to pretend, oh, you know, people have said that you're having a hard time taking care of yourself. You have no one, I'll do it. And so these are things that... Uh, I would say as we're getting older, but Britney Spears ain't even old. She wasn't old when this happened. This is something that we all need to be uh, mindful of, very, very uh, vigilant about, because if this can happen to her, young, healthy, and then you have to keep in mind, look at this, look at this now. We saying she's too dumb or too crazy or whatever colloquial term you want to use, that she can't manage her money, she can't decide whether she wants to have her own children uh, any more children. We can't decide, blah, blah, blah. But she's fully capable of doing world tours, creating entire albums. Like what you're really saying is she's a machine and all she can do is make money for you. How? Do, how? how? Hmm. So we're keeping our eyes on this because like I said, if this will happen to a really rich, pretty white woman, what the hell's going to happen to the rest of us? My God. But go ahead, Brittany, be free, girl. Twirl on your Instagram. Make a new baby. Marry your boo thing, but get a prenup, girl. Don't be no fool. Don't be no fool. All those things, okay? All right. We 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 love Brittany, you know? And even though uh, I always have trouble with the lyrics, I'm a slave for you as a bop. All right. Let's keep it moving. Whitney Houston's birthday was this week, and we will always honor the legend that is Whitney Houston. Nippy. We miss you, girl. I watched that ABC special this week. It came out. And it was actually a really well done special, except for the inclusion of B.B. Winans. And here's why I'm going to be shady to B.B. Winans. Um, you know, of course, whenever we get to the Bobby Brown period of her life, there's going to be someone who says Bobby was her downfall. She was doing just fine until she met Bobby. She was doing well until she met Bobby. The truth of the matter is, if you've done any of your due diligence and your research and you've read this and watched this documentary and all these other things that have come out about our legend, Miss Houston, since she passed, you'll realize that Bobby's presence was a revealer. It was not the creator. A lot of issues that our, our legend, Whitney Houston, had, she had a long time as a sweet girl in Newark, New Jersey. And what we saw before Bobby came along was an apparition. We were being seen, we were being shown what she and her mother and Clive Davis and all the powers that be wanted us to see. The truth is she married Bobby, she got with Bobby, she related to Bobby because she got tired of hiding who she really was. Um, and I was watching it and texting back and forth with Pastor Lynette, a uh, previous guest on the show and uh, you know my dear friend and fellow We Honor Nippy, cohort 
<laughs> with me. And I was texting back and forth and I said, you know, we keep blaming Bobby, but we're not really blaming who we need to blame. And in some ways that's her parents. You know, if you've done a little research, Whitney was born and raised in a lot of hypocrisy, a lot of lack of freedom to be herself. We know that she and Robin were not allowed to be their full selves with each other for long because she thought that, you know, loving Robin meant she was going to hell. That's got to mess with your mind. That's got to mess with your energy. And then her brother introduced her to drugs. And I told, I told um, Lynette, I said, now why do all sissies' children need drugs to get by? Hmm. Now, normally this is me dogging on Pat Houston, so... Um, <laughs> but this time it's just, it's an interesting special. I think it was well done overall. And, um, I just, I miss Whitney Houston. I miss her like, because I feel like this, this would have been the time for her to really bask in the glow of her legendhood. You know, I know she, she had some vocal struggles and that was the, the great sadness of her later years, right? Was the lack of the voice, the voice being kind of gone. But you're still a legend girl and it would have been nice to see her mentoring and being on all the shows and correcting folks and, and just being oh Whitney Houston on Instagram and Twitter that would have been a good time to me um, because the quotes that I got from her over my life the interviews being Bobby Brown which I know wasn't always that flattering but she gave me a lot she gave me so much more than her voice okay when they asked her, this is my, always my favorite, and this is my go-to. She did an interview, and they were asking her about other singers. And she said, they said, what do you think about Mariah Carey? This is before When You Believe, no. This is before she met Mariah. They said, what do you think about Mariah Carey? And her response was, I don't. <laughs> Please. This is also a tip for anybody who does interviews or wants to do interviews or, hell, one day if you want to interview me, don't interview me and ask me about another heifer. This is me. Why would, why? Because you be a messy. Don't interview Kelly and ask her about Beyonce. Don't interview Michelle and ask her about Kelly. Don't interview, the only person that works with is if you interview an Oprah and Gail. You can always ask them about each other. <laughs> They're the only people that can, that, that can slide with. But the rest of us, if you ask me a question, make it be about me. So we love you, Whitney. I will never sing Send in the Clowns without thinking of you on that episode of Being Bobby Brown when you stopped the man <laughs> in that hotel lobby and started singing it and he wasn't playing it right and you told him he's all over the place. Just stormed off. I love it. I see myself in you. I've done that to plenty of musicians. So we just, <laughs> we honor you. We love you, Whitney Houston. We'll always love you um, forever and ever. Let's keep it going. I want to talk about um, some some things that have popped up, right? Little little things that have popped up, right? So uh, Portia, Portia Williams from Real Housewives of Atlanta has quit di Dish Nation. Uh, Y'all know she had a side job in addition to Real Housewives and she sells hair and sheets and all kinds of other things. She uh, had a job with Ricky, yeah, with Ricky Smiley Morning Show. She was doing things with Dish Nation and she's done that for about eight years now. She's officially left that job. And um, she's on to new adventures. Now, let's be transparent. She didn't quit that job till she got that rich African. <laughs> so, okay. So, Simon done told her she ain't got to go to the dish no more. And she can quit her job. But also, I was looking at her Instagram, and she had a little snippet of her mother. 
And her mom was like all done up. Like her mom is kind of old lady goals. Like she's real stacked and, and real pretty. But so anyway, she had a, a snippet of her mom and her mom was like in front of a green screen doing interviews. So I think we're going to get a Portia spinoff show. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if we don't get this African wedding sooner rather than later because what I do know about Bravo spinoff shows is that you do need to have a major life event. So it's going to be a wedding or a baby or maybe both. But it seems like she quit Dish Nation because she saw another Bravo check coming in, as well as our African King Simon uh, with, them, with them ducats. Because let me tell you something, Portia been on vacations and jets more this year than I think I've ever seen her do outside of Bravo casting uh, cash trips. So, all right, go ahead, get your money, Portia. So there you go. There's also a rumor, not a rumor, more speculation, that uh, Sean P. Diddy love. Uh, Diddy did, Puff Daddy, all his names, Combs is dating young Miami slash Carisha from the City Girls. Now, I've had to think about whether or not I like this. Carisha is much younger than P. Diddy. Um, but I think I find this interesting. I think I'm okay with it. Not that it's my business, but that's what I do on this show. I talk about things that aren't technically my business. Here we go. Here's why I think I like this pairing. First of all, she's very different than his usual type, right? Carisha is beautiful. Like just with her mouth shut, she's gorgeous. So that part is standard. She got a lot more donk than he, you know, he's usually with the model types, right? Sophisticated, I work in Europe types of women. He's usually with those types of girls. You know, Young Miami is literally very Liberty City, very Miami Gardens. <laughs> Not really, you know, you look at look at old interviews of like Kim Porter and even Cassie, very well spoken, very well poised and, and model types, you know, very long, thin girls. You know, Carisha, you know, is a is a walking talking ad for BBLs in Miami. So I kind of enjoy that Diddy is like, hmm, this is fun. Um, you know, Carisha is younger than him, but she's not as young as he normally goes with, and she has her own children. She has two kids of her own. So she's young, but she's not the kind of young that makes me scared, <laughs> if that makes any sense. And recently she was on Instagram and she had mentioned that, you know, she would love to have another child eventually. And somebody said, why don't you wish for a husband? And she said, I don't see myself ever getting married. Finally, Diddy has found a woman who was actually maybe on the same boat. <laughs> like, historically, P. Diddy has been a serial monogamer, right? He has been in these long-term relationships with these beautiful women who wanted to be his wife. They may have had children together, they may not have. But they they obviously wanted to get married and they end up having to leave because he does everything but that. He's not. He's just not the marrying kind. So if the two of y'all don't believe in the institution of marriage, finally, get him out the way for the rest of the girls. Go ahead, Carisha. And you know, get your money, girls, city girls. Uh, get flued out. Get um, all the things you need. I hope that, like, in my mind at night, they just, like, stare at each other's eyes and sing R&B songs very off-key to each other in love. Um, so that would be fun for me. <laughs> that's what I think they do. I think that's really their their true bonding. That's what they, like, just their love of singing R&B songs out of tune is just, mm, beautiful. So there's new Ivy Park coming. Y'all, please, uh, please let me get some. 
I have not gotten a chance to get any piece of Ivy Park. And this one is uh, Texas themed. It's all rodeo themed. It's all Cowboys themed. I don't want to walk around in assless chaps because that's a whole lot of ass to be out. But I do want me a piece of this Ivy Park. She's actually doing Ivy Park Kids. She did, uh, she did a really beautiful magazine spread for, I think it was Harper's Bazaar. Um, and so she featured some of the line, but she just looks so stunning. And talked a lot about her own like self-care and what she's learned and how she's matured. And um, one of the things that she said that I thought was so important as we are becoming uh, the generation that's passing traditions down is that she said she learned a lot about how to take care of herself and that she's seeing her children model that. She said one day she couldn't find Blue. She looked and Blue was in the bathtub quietly, you know, saying her little affirmations and just unwinding with herself and, and centering herself. And I said, that's actually, it sounds funny. I mean, the visual is hilarious. Like this cute little girl just like in the tub, like I've had a rough day. But it is beautiful that we are able to pass down healthy rituals to the next generation. Because uh, they're going to need it, baby. This world is still spinning. It's real fast, child. So I just think that's so, so beautiful. And, um, you know, and of course, as always, there's hints at new music. And Beyonce, just give it to us. Give it to us. I love when Beyonce releases new music. And, you know, I'm in the beehive, technically. I don't really pay dues all the time, but I... <laughs> I love when we get new music in a new era and just new, it's almost like giving us new theme songs, new energy just to keep rolling. And um, of course, Mama Tina says she wants her to do more country and more gospel. Uh, can, I, can I be transparent? I don't always like gospel from Beyonce though, because this is why, this is why. Beyonce's voice is beautiful, but when she do gospel, it, feel, it feels like she trying real hard, like, like, like the oil ain't all the way there yet. And, I'm, you know, that's not me judging her spiritual life because, you know, what am I? I'm a heathen too, right? But it's just, you know, the sound don't always be all the way right. So we'll see. But, I, you know, I love the idea of us getting new music. You know who's never going to give us new music anymore? Rihanna. Rihanna's a billionaire now. Did y'all, a bill, but like with a B. Uh, all of her, her ventures and Fenty and Savage Fenty, she, uh, I think, her her company is through like Moet Vuitton. There's one more brand that they all own. You know, fabulous things that I love, right? So <laughs> they co-own a brand and, and so she's like a 50-50 deal with them or something like that. So she's officially in the billions category. If Rihanna hums again, we'll be lucky. We ain't getting no new album no time soon. She's not in a rush. She doesn't have to be. She's eating good in the neighborhood, honey. And I don't blame her. I don't. And I, I do wonder if music is still like her love. If she, I don't ever remember it being like a, I love writing and this is Pat. Like, you know, like Beyonce really don't need to make no more music if she don't have to, right? Kind of situation either. Like she's not hurting for coins, but Beyonce is like, this is what I do. It's my creative space. This is who I am. I don't know if I get that energy from Re anymore. I feel like she's like, girl, I'm a rich bitch. I don't have to tour anymore. I don't have to do these weird videos anymore. I don't have to collab with rappers anymore. I'm free to just travel the world with ASAP Rocky or whoever's handsome man I'm with this year and buy my lip gloss. So we'll see. I mean, it'd be cool if she does music again, but she ain't, she don't, I don't see no rush. And you know what? One thing I will say, I do enjoy some Fenty. I'm a Fenty wearer. I love that damn foundation and I love that gloss bomb. 
and some of her other products are great. That uh, that lingerie, the lingerie, <laughs> that thing worked too. So you know she's earning her money. <laughs> it's a good product. It's a good product. So we'll see. But she's she's rich, 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 honey. She don't need no. She don't, she don't need nothing. Uh, which is fascinating to me. I do want to talk about Tashina Arnold. Uh, Tashina Arnold has officially filed for divorce. When I read that news, I said, when did she get remarried? I thought she got divorced five years ago. <laughs> like years ago, she got married. She had like a weird wedding on a boat. And then it was like not too long after that, I thought she had already said, I'm getting divorced because her husband had an affair and there was a video of it. I think she found a sex tape on his phone or some sort of a device she found a sex tape. For some reason, I thought she filed then, but it's a, she's just now filing. And I think the strategy, now this is strategery, y'all. This is strategium. This is, <laughs> this is chess, not checkers, as the, as the people would say, as LLC Twitter would say. She waited that amount of time because now you cannot sue me for spousal support. You have been living separately from me for five years and I've not paid alimony. So... There's some kind of way you've been able to make your living and you haven't asked me for a dime, so don't ask for one now. Isn't that kind of smart? That's what Sherry Shepard should have done. Just held it, held it in limbo until, because Sherry Shepard got her and, and Mary. Mary, oh, Mary's man. Ooh. Just, because mm. what, what you're not going to do. I, I, this is actually my opinion, both, um, this is a gender neutral opinion that I have. And that is if you cheat, you should not have to have alimony, like period. Like, I'm sorry, that's that male or female. Like if you cheat on me, you're not going to cheat on me and take my money? How? How? No, go go where you got that. No, wherever you was at that night, that's where you go get your four for four. Don't come over here no more asking for nothing. So that's... <laughs> That's my policy. We can get into acute debates about money and alimony and all those other things for other people's scenarios. But in my mind, if you did the infidelity, you can't come back like, well, but I need 800. No, no, you don't. No, you didn't. You didn't need it that night, did you? Hmm. Hell, I ain't even got no alimony about to make me mad. So uh, <laughs> best wishes for Tashina Arnold's uh, new... Legal freedom? She been free. Legal freedom. Uh, let's go with that. So remember, y'all, I was talking about the show BET Presents The Encore. Have you been watching? Did you watch? I really want you to watch it because it was a wang dang doodle from start to finish. And I just watched the finale. Y'all. <laughs> if you haven't been watching, this is a good time now. Stop right now. And, and then you can catch up, you come back later. It, but I'm going to tell y'all about this finale. So I'm going to be spoiling you, spoiling you, if you have not been uh, attuned to the show. So the show started off with nine singers. Remember I told y'all about all them heifers in a house? Um, let's see if I can remember everybody. Fallon and Felicia from Cherish. Keely from 3LW. Pam from Total. Shamari from, uh, hell, I'm about to call the group Boom Like a 808. Black. There you go. Um, Irish and Misha from 702. Aubrey O'Day from Danity Kane. I'm missing one more person. Nivea, who is 
not in a group at all. I'm missing a person and I can't remember who it is. I'll figure it out. It'll parse out eventually. So all them people start out in the group. When we had this finale, who was left? Only five. <laughs> Four people said, this ain't worth the time. Uh, and, and they left one by one. You know, they, they left like they just trickled out. Aubrey, Aubrey said she was out. Uh, Nivea had a like a freak out from all this just mess and she left. And then the 702 sisters left. Um, and that remained, I think I named everybody. Hell, who did I miss? Oh, well. So, so by the time we got to the finale, we only had that many people. And Keely was still swearing that she was supposed to be the creative director. So we never actually, <laughs> so they had to beg her near the end. Can you please join the group? Can you please join the group? Please join the group, please. Okay. So this finale was very, very interesting because when I turned on my show, they were debating, what are we going to wear? We don't have outfits. What should we wear? We don't have outfits. Because they not only had to record the songs, they had to perform them for their friends and family and loved ones in some sort of a socially distanced uh, outdoor arena of some sort, like a, like a little outdoor theater area. So they, um, and as I was watching it, I said, well, they're worried about clothes I don't remember them having songs finished how are you how are you worried about outfits when you have what are the songs done this reminds me when I was a little girl if you're listening and, and you went to that church at this time I'm sorry I'm finna hurt your feelings when I was a little girl there was a, a young adult choir at my home church as a child and I used to have to sit in the back and do my little homework because my mother was a member my mother had a beautiful soprano voice um, but she was not, you know, she wasn't a leader. She liked to sit and sing in the background and know her part, right? But I remember sitting in those rehearsals and they would spend 30 to 40 minutes arguing about what they were going to wear and the size of their earrings. And, you know, we don't want to wear this and we don't want to wear that. And we want to look this way. We want to look that way. And I remember thinking, you sound horrible. No one cares about your earrings. But I was a child and I was a good child, so I didn't say nothing. But I would tell my mama when we got home, Why? Why do we care about earrings? They sound awful. That was 40 minutes they could have been working on them songs. And so I felt the same energy when I was watching. <laughs> Just sounded like hell and, and overly inflated sense of self and, and bad ideas. That's what it sounded like. So I was thinking, well, that's what's going to happen on the show. Because here they are debating, you know, baggy pants versus this versus that. <laughs> Who cares, girls? The songs ain't done. So they do this, they start rehearsing, the chairs, they're supposed to do a little dance with the chairs, the chairs flipping over, the chairs making noises and stuff, and they carrying on. Pam is only in like three of the numbers. I don't know if it, I don't actually know if she just couldn't dance, and that's why they said, girl, don't be in these, or if, you know, she she's very anti, because um, Pam is very, very, very safe. She saved her than everybody else. I don't know if the dances were not sanctified enough for her, you know, because they on the chair and they roll on the ground and they, they said a little stuff and one song was, you know, talking about hoes and stuff. So maybe it just wasn't saved enough for her. So she came out and did um, her little number. So they, they come out, they perform. They finally get the little outfits situated. They come out, they perform. Pam is not on the stage, but it's okay. But I'm listening to the music. Now, y'all know she sings, right? I am she. She is me. 
I sang. So I'm listening for a blend. I'm listening for, well, why is it this, that, and the other? You know, they let the twins, the Cherish girls, sort of take the lead on the production and the songwriting. They're the only voices that sound okay, that sound properly mixed, that sound blended. Everybody else sounds very raw in their audio to me. So that's a problem. Also a problem is, and this is my personal pet peeve now. I don't know if everybody feels this way, and it's okay if you don't. It's okay if you don't. This might be the church girl in me. But let me tell you something that I don't ever need. If I see four people on a stage, I expect to hear four voices of harmony at least once or twice in a song. Y'all taking turns singing and doing unison. I don't need you. We don't need, no. I, the point of a group, the beauty of a group, is the ability to harmonize. Some of y'all showed your cards that you can't harmonize because why is this song so unison-y? Every song was just filled with unison. I don't, I don't, need, I don't need this many humans if it's all unison. And I will, I will stand by that. That is a, a fact that I, I will hold on to. I'll die on this hill. If there's five people, I need five-part harmony. If there's three people, I'm gonna let you slide with two if one person's leading. I get you. You know, you take out one because there's somebody doing the lead and the ad lib. That's cute. But what I'm saying is, I don't need four people to sing one note. Not for the duration of a song. I don't need four people to take turns singing different verses. Don't need that. And if you look at the model of girl groups, most successful girl groups, that ain't how they roll. They may have, they don't even, sometimes they have just one lead singer. Now you can debate whether you want that, that's cute. But harmonies, SWV, harmonies. Escape, harmonies. Destiny's Child, harmonies. In Vogue, harmonies. Even TLC can swoop out a little harmony every once in a while. There were only three of them and one of them was a rapper. So why these young ladies thought it was okay to get on stage and just kind of... Yeah, I mean, talking is a bop, but it's also like I didn't need four of y'all to do this number. So they finally bring out Sister Pam to do her one gospel number. Um, as my friend said, in the middle of the coochie popping, they come to Pam. Deaconess Pam comes out and sings this song. Um, which I'm sure is from her heart. There's a real title for it. My friend Court corrected us, but I don't remember what it is. You are the God of heaven. You something. I didn't learn the words to it because <laughs> I, I don't know what. Okay. Uh, it's, you know, as, as a fan of gospel, it had very little power and, and not at all enough oil. I mean, vocally, I don't know if they over-auto-tuned Pam. She sounded very robotic. It sounded very um, stilted for Christ. And um, and I'm not going to lie. Like The first thing out of my mouth was, boy, she's giving me WNBA energy. Now, before you say I'm being homophobic, that's not at all what I'm saying. As much as if you remember at the beginning of the show, the beginning of the thing, she had a whole thing about how she don't like physical touch because God has, quote, delivered her from the spirit of homosexuals and she don't like she don't like the puss no more right but <laughs> all the energy I got was like hoop it up so it just was very like very just it just wasn't for me 
But so she's she does this like gospel. And then um the girls come out kind of behind her and they do their their in my opinion, the only attempt I really recall at harmonizing on that chorus. And um then they go back to pee popping. Right after that, they take their robes off and they go back to humping a couch. It was just, it was a lot. It was a whole lot. There was a lot that I wanted corrected. There was a lot I wanted changed. Um, I don't know what they think is supposed to happen, but the, the songs have been recorded and they are on um, your streaming platforms. So if you wanna hear what they did, look them up. Their group name is Blueprint. Not blue like uh, like the color with the actual E. Blue, like Blue Cantrell, I guess. Blue with no E. Blue, I don't know what you, what, what, what would you spell blue with no E for? But that's what they're calling themselves, is Blueprint without an E. So if you go looking for them, leave the E at home. Um, yeah, just y'all give it a listen and see if you hear it like I hear it. Because blending was the issue that I that I had with it. The, the vocals were not properly mixed to me. But they may have fixed them on there. So if you watch, if you got, you know, the BET, go ahead and access it and, and watch it. Because, you know, it's very interesting. And it's interesting to see people plot a comeback and how they did it, how they didn't do it, where you're thinking, well, that's where you went wrong in the first place. It's a lot of thoughts. It's a lot of thoughts I had. Um, now, what's interesting was after the show, they said that um, Sister Pam left the group to pursue a gospel career. So saints of God that enjoy gospel, I want you to listen to Pam's gospel song and see if you think she should pursue that career or if you think she should just go back to Total and singing Can You See. Um and that's not shade for Jesus, but that is, you got to know, you know, the saints have a sound. And even though I make fun of gospel lyrics a lot, um, can't make fun of gospel vocals, that's for sure. They sing you right on down. So I just need Pam to know, know the lane vocally and get in it. That's not shade. That's just don't get your feelings hurt. But of course, you know, my friends are like, what happens if she's on the Stellar Awards next year? Ooh, Lord, baggy pants and auto-tunes at the Stellar Awards. I'm going to just go ahead and put me on a church hat and sit in disdain like an old church mother because we don't do that there. Um, <laughs> we don't do that there. So, honey, that's what's been going on this week. I am uh, just, I've just been very, very busy, and so I've tried to take this time to get myself together. I set up my fancy microphone that I'm recording on. I'm so excited to have it. I just been trying to clean my house and clean my life and clean my heart and and all that stuff. The astrology girls say there's a portal open and the lion's gate and all that stuff. Daniel in the lion's den. It's a lot going on. So I wish you blessings and love and joy. I don't know why. I feel in my Shondo. I feel like we're going to get some Erica Jane, some legal, something legal is going to happen with these real housewives next week. That's my... That's my prediction. I feel it in my bones. I don't know if it's Erica Jane. I don't know if it's Jen Shaw. I don't know if it's Mary Crosby. Oh, oh, that's another thing. So uh, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City fans, this is your moment. Mary Crosby, our very, very, very strange <laughs> black friend on, on, on Salt Lake City, has been uh, levied a charge of keeping a runaway 
like sheltering a runaway is what she's been like legally charged with. And it was like, isn't that a good deed? I don't understand how that's a crime. You've made sure a, a runaway had a place to stay. So I'm sure we're going to hear more about the actual like legalities. It sounds almost like like a, a niece or a nephew had a fight with a with somebody in your family and you said you can come stay with me and that person got mad. That's what it's that's my that's what my assessment could be. I don't know. Unless like, you know, Mary Crosby is keeping teens for like a weird cult where they worship her. Any of these could be valid options with her. <laughs> um but yeah, I just feel like in my shut up in my bones that like something to pop off next week. I don't know why I feel like that, but I do. So I'll keep you posted, my loves, <laughs> as as things come in and 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 different topics come in and and everything. But yeah, that's what's going on. And 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 I'll be talking about this next week. The Aretha Franklin movie with Jennifer Hudson is coming out this week. I have already bought my ticket. Um, I will be in a theater with a mask on, socially distanced. I, I picked a seat far away from the, from the public. And so I'm really looking forward to seeing how this compares to the unsanctioned National Geographic uh, miniseries that was done. Remember a while back, Cynthia Erivo and I think Courtney B. Vance was in that one as uh, Reverend C.L. Franklin. And the family said that they were not, that was not the one for them. They did not approve that. They did not sanction that. They don't like that. So I'm just trying to figure out if the family's going to be real honest and spill that tea or if we're going to get a really sanitized version of Aretha Franklin's life. Because I don't think there was anything probably smooth or sweet or sanitary about her upbringing, right? But yeah, yeah. So I'll be in the theaters and we'll talk about that next week as well. Uh, My loves, my loves, my loves. Have a good week. Be blessed. As always, you can send me a voice memo, and the link is in the description box. Or you can shoot me an email at cocktailcombo7 at gmail.com. I always look forward to hearing from you. Have a blessed week. Wear your masks. Get your vaccine if you haven't. I love you, babes. Bye.